welcome to another installment of Behind the Fourth Wall, a podcast where we discuss trailers, movies, TV shows, and all things pop culture. Today we have a packed episode where we'll be talking about HBO's Hass of the Dragon, episodes 4, 5, and 6. My name is Ivan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and lead petitionist of the Bring Back Dusty Divot movement, Emmett. That's right, I want it back. I need me the divot. So you're going to have to educate me a little bit because I'm like not... <laughs> I have no idea what, what you're not we're a divot mover. No, what is this? <laughs> you don't remember the dusty divot in Fortnite? Oh my god, okay. The crater? No. Th- that's what that thing is called? Yeah, it, was, it used to be Dusty Depot, and then a huge asteroid hit it, and then you got those like pop rocks where you could hop around. Remember those? Oh god, okay. So now, see, now I feel embarrassed that I didn't remember the proper name for You're that. not an OG Fortniter, it's, I can tell. <laughs> I'm a season oneer, so I don't know. I think I dropped into like two games during that era, but that's about no, it. No, you clearly didn't. You don't know about Dusty. Yeah, you would have known about that and the mechs and the <laughs> Only little 90s kids thing. remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dusty was the place, man. I miss it. I miss. I was watching some old Fortnite clips, and that got me nostalgic. How you enjoyed the, the latest season so far? It's so weird. There's so many things. I can only play the non-build mode now. Dude, me too. I can't I, I can't. I cannot go back. Well, I couldn't do builds to begin with. Like you were always saving my my butt whenever we were on that. But um, I was also getting creamed. <laughs> <laughs> like we we just got outplayed by like 13 year olds. Not when we were playing against Nintendo Switch <laughs> players. <laughs> True. I did drop my first 20 bomb in your lobbies. <laughs> what was your old, what was your favorite like OG spots? Um I'm trying to think from the OG OG map. So I could, again, I'm not like full on OG yeah. player here, but wherever you used to play a lot. I remember there was like this um lava mountain thing and there was like a Okay, that's not this around the time that the, okay. It's not what what is no. what was that area called? Cuz <laughs> I remember like Okay, when I started playing, like, at least more than just casually was when I was on, the, when they had the Max introduced. I think. This is around the time that they introduced the first uh, Batman skin. Uh, yeah. What was that volcano called? See, now I got a, what was the OG Fortnite map? Loot Lava or something like that? I, so. I don't remember, but okay, that was a cool spot. I like that. That I don't know why, but like that that was one of my favorite spots that I can recall besides like uh the original like Tilted Towers. I'll be honest with you though, the last two seasons I always used to know like okay, I want to land. I'd have two or three spots where I always want to land, right? But the last two seasons I haven't really found that. Like I'm just kind of landing anywhere now. Yeah, I'm just a challenge guy. I just do all the challenges. I can't. I can't keep up with that. It took me to the last, um, the last week to get the last Indian. You don't Jones. have as much free time as I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed out on the Doctor Strange outfit, and I vowed never again. I will not miss out. You missed out on Obi One also, didn't you? Yeah, but that was the one you had to buy. Oh, okay. You're talking about the unlockables. Yeah. Yeah, the unlockables, the untouchables. See, I went all out for those Marvel seasons. Well, the one Marvel season. Because I think I have, like, Platinum Wolverine or something like that. Mmm. Big deal. You know, it's just going to flex that, right? <laughs> Probably enough Fortnite talk, though, right? 
we've we've proven that we're OGs. We're we're definitely OGs. We, we can't remember any places' names, and we we don't have any confidence when we play. Look, we were OG Beyblade players. Okay, <laughs> that's true. You can't take that away from us. <laughs> All right, let's get into the what's on your wall for this week. Uh, I mean, obviously we took a couple weeks off for your jet setting lifestyle, but uh, what what did you get into while we were away? Oh, dude. So, anyways, um, I got two things for my wall. No, you get one wall, but okay. So, I got two walls because I went south of the border, okay? <laughs> I took a piece of that wall. <laughs> All right. All right. You get two walls, then. <laughs> I don't know why that makes sense. Um, did you see the latest announcement with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman? Boy, did I. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Way to like synergize the MCU a little bit, right? Like <laughs> that that definitely awakened my anticipation of a project coming out of Marvel. Is it one of these things though that you almost would want to just have kept secret and then when you get to the movie, like let that be a huge reveal? Um kind of people but are I... gonna go see Deadpool three anyway. That's true. That's true. I I just don't like if they're announcing it. I'm assuming that this means that Wolverine is a bigger, bigger than just like a cameo role. You get what I mean? Like he's probably going to be integral to the the movie, and so at some point the marketing is just going to spoil it for us anyway. Right. But like, That's... what if they were just so like? What if they were good about that? Like this is the thing I always say. I always go back to like Ragnarok. What if they didn't tell us the Hulk was in it? That would have been a huge reveal in the movie. True. I feel like those days are long gone, though. Right? Like, like look at No Way Home. Like, we kind of got everybody spoiled know, <laughs> up until at least. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it, though. That, 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 I think that's that's just the thing. At the end of the day, if they make a good project out of it, I don't mind so much being spoiled. But I, I can see why, you know, people do take issue with it. Mm. But, yeah, so that's what you got into? Yeah, just watching a trailer, a one minute trailer. Well, it just kind of it was unexpected, right? It kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't I wasn't anticipating hearing anything about them because they they definitely weren't on the cards for the D23 show that they did where they pretty much announced everything coming from now until 2024, I think, or five. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is the king of marketing with his YouTube channel. And Aviation Gin. <laughs> he poured a huge mug full of it. <laughs> Man, I can relate. Uh, what? Go ahead. Uh, your second thing, your second wall. Oh, so. All right. So I, I got a, I got a slight confession to make here. Um, confession time. Slight confession, but also kind of like appropriate because we just had our Fortnite talk. Um, I got a PlayStation 5 recently and. Boy, this he, guy, can you believe him? I know, right? For real. Elitist. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It was just it was just sitting there. Nobody was taking it. So I thought I'd, you know, plop my debit card down and say, you know what? Charge it. Charge it to the old account. <laughs> um and what was the first game you you broke it in with? So it came with Horizon, which I, I haven't played the first game. I I don't even know if this is the first is that game. A wilderness game. Yeah, with the um, redhead girl and the mechanical. Isn't she in Fortnite. Thing. I thought she was a Fortnite character. Yeah, <laughs> she was, honest. right? Yeah, it's that girl from Fortnite. <laughs> it is. That's, that was my first thought. I was like, oh yeah, definitely. 
definitely getting this Fortnite inspired <laughs> PlayStation Five. All right, how how much better is PlayStation Five than Switch? It's substantially faster than the PlayStation Four. Um, really? It, it it plays really well. Like there's no more loading times. Essentially, it's like a two to three second instance from putting your game into getting on and actually playing the game. Mm. So load times are gone. Uh, it, I guess it's due to like the solid state drive stuff, but uh, uh, yes. specs. Yeah, I gotta tell you though, like I'm a little. We're almost two years, right? Or we are two years into the release of the PS5 and the and the next gen Xbox. Is there anything that kind of remotely gets you hyped up to get a new Xbox, like the latest Xbox or the latest PlayStation or whatever? Because like I didn't really give it much thought until I came home with this thing, and then I'm like, wait a minute, what exclusive game is there for the PS5 that would that would have made this purchase worth it? And there isn't one yet. No, but has there been? Uh, what's the history of that? Because I feel like you've either just been an Xbox person or a PlayStation person, or obviously PC as well. But have there been a lot of games that were just one of those systems and not the other? Well, the exclusives were like a big deal before, right? Like we with Xbox, you always had the Halo series hovering over there. Um, and then with uh with PlayStation, that, you always that's on had PlayStation though, right? Halo, no. It's not? No, that's been an Xbox exclusive. Oh, I've always just been spoiled with them. All right. Yeah. See, In like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my hands have never touched the Halo game. Oh, man. I love me some Halo. But and we're getting God of War next month, so that's the only oh, game. Oh, who cares about God of War? Me. <laughs> these these role-playing or whatever, what are those called? I don't think that's a role-playing game, is it? That's like the storyline type games. Those are the worst. <gasps> no. What do you mean? Those are like some of the best games you could ever play. There's no adventure. You're just following a script. Just watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, you know, we'll agree to disagree on that. I, I think. No, I agree on... that I'm right. <laughs> and that you're wrong. <laughs> Anyway, my point is, next-gen consoles, they're super fast and all that, but I don't think there's anything right now that kind of warrants their purchase. I say that having just purchased the next-gen console. Yeah, <laughs> spending a boatload to get God of bore. See what I did there? Bore? Like, boring. Listen, the clever wordplay isn't going to, like, <laughs> okay, like, no. God of snore, maybe. Listen, you take that back, okay? All set up there for me. <laughs> the, the last game was genius. And I'm hoping this next one will be too. All right. So cool walls you got there. Uh, <laughs> one's a commercial and one's a piece of hardware. Uh, well, mine's not much better. I'm living in the past of this year. I'm still living on my, uh, I'm still catching up on shows. And I finally got into Severance. And wow, that is a great show. Have you watched I remember Severance. You remember, yeah, it was a couple months ago, okay? <laughs> it was a couple years ago. What are you talking about? So when I left my first job, they offered me the severance package. <laughs> <laughs> All right, different, different thing here. Oh, man. oh, 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 my bad. Oops. But I like, misunderstood this whole thing. Without spoiling it, it's about, like, you know, going to a job where you can sever your brain and have, like, your work life separated from your personal life. Is that not, like the exact thing we would have wanted at our first job 
Hell yeah. Or heck yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> no safe there. <laughs> H-E double hockey sticks, yeah. Well, yes. Right? Like, that yes. would have been amazing to go just shut off, go sell some coupons, and then go home. <laughs> For real. That's, that's a little too close to home. But yeah, I, I really love that show. If, if people are still waiting on that or sleeping on that, definitely get on it. But uh, the only like upsetting thing is that season two is going to be so far off from being released. What's the uh, the platform on? It's Apple Plus. Oh, one of the fancier services. I know. I don't pay for it, though. I just borrow a password. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've paid for it either. But like every time I connect with you, uh, or not Neo, but like... I put my family on on my Apple account, and so anytime they connect their stuff, for some reason, Apple thinks it's a new device, so it extends my membership for another six months. Oh yeah, yeah. But there's just not that much content on Apple Plus, if I'm being honest. No, I well, you like you get Ted Lasso, you get Severance, but then like the movies, they're all just like Tom Hanks' new crap films. <laughs> <laughs> and this, that's America's sweetheart you're talking about right yeah there. but he's just like money grabbing on Apple well yeah that's true well he needs it he went and shot that Elvis movie years ago and then didn't get any work for, for like a year or so years ago that just came out this year didn't it it's been it, it was on hiatus for so long but it was shot like I think 2019 oh, I feel bad for him I feel so bad for Forrest Gump me too, me too. I, feel, I feel terrible <laughs> You know how much weight he had to gain for that role? A lot. Okay. <laughs> Not that hard. <laughs> That's true. All right, so we got some we got some cool walls here, man. Let's try and do better next time. Okay, I'll I'll I promise to get something far more exciting for my next wall. Just something in the entertainment world. Oh, oh, you want entertainment news? Okay, well here's. No, we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Fine. Let's, let's talk hot tea. So we are a few episodes behind. We are episode four, episode five, and six just came out this week that we're recording. So we're just going to lump it all together and assume that people have seen it. Is that yeah. fair? I think it's more than fair. Everybody gets spoiled the Monday after the show comes out. Anyway. <laughs> it really is. Like, I don't know why we try so hard to avoid spoilers when, like, who's seeking out a podcast about the show? Right. Who, who without expecting. It? Right? Like, if it's episode one, I get it. You're you're trying to figure out if it's a good show or not. Four, five, should, and six, you're, you're halfway through the season. We should you just know. go through all of the spoilers up front and not give any warning at all. And then we'll th- talk about the lower stuff. Yeah, afterwards. I think what we actually need to do is a recap. Because <laughs> I don't think uh, by the time people listen to this, they're going to remember what happened in those episodes. So four was the one where uh, Damon just finished conquering the uh, the Stepstones, named himself a king, but then came back and pledged fealty to his brother. And he tries to like uh, have some incest with his niece right just a relationship just a small cup of incest not too much you know but it's a clever plan like you know spoil the fruit and then be like i will marry her (laughs) yeah it's like when you go to like when you when you like your cousin comes over to your house and like breaks like your favorite toy and then you're like oh well if it's broken might as well take it you know like 
That's basically what we end up doing. Um, or just, I would have I would have gone with the metaphor of like dropping a can of soup on the ground at the grocery store and then saying this is dented I'll pay half price for it. Yeah, true. Or like after you've paid for your education and they're like, oh, I knew you were gonna excited to take this electives class, but we only have an English class ready for you. That has nothing to do with the field in which you're trying to study for. Yeah, that's basically what Damon did to Rhaenyra. Exactly. He took her money, and now she owes student <laughs> loans. And how's she going to pay that back? She can't. Yeah, so that was four. Episode five was uh, Damon visits his wife in the Vale and kills her. Um, that's speculation, Emmett. All right, that's very, that's that carries a high treason charge. If we're wrong here, no, I saw it happen. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was in the. I was the rock. GG's. <laughs> uh, the series uh, and Rhaenyra broker agreements with the Valerians. Allison seeks out the truth about the princess, and uh, Rhaenyra's trying to get courted, isn't it? Isn't she? Yeah, well, she gets married at the end of this episode. Oh, good for her. <laughs> and this is the one where, like, like Allison comes in in her green dress, and the that's like the symbol that her house is going to war or something like that. Yeah, this is the episode where I started disliking Allison. Yeah, right. This is where you turn on her. I was like, I, I can't believe I invested a second of my liking towards you, Allison. How dare you? Yeah. Although I get where she's coming from. See, like, I, I get where she's coming from, too. But I also don't like what's happening here. I just, like, I thought she and Rhaenyra were in love. I got those vibes, too. But clearly were they they're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were just roommates in this. I've done this with all my friends that are girls. Are we not just? I thought we were more than friends. <laughs> Okay, so that one's on me. That's a character flaw. Okay. See, Emma, you just got to pick up on the little clues, man. But how about, uh, can we do some specifics on this episode? With uh, Rhaenyra's bodyguard that immediately <laughs> forsakes his vows and then also murders uh, the one guy who figures out what happened? Yeah, in the span of two episodes, Sir Kristen Cole goes from total simp to like alpha chat <laughs> right? yeah he really was like let's just leave all this behind and then he just becomes a cold like in cold blood murderer at the wedding reception yeah like he'd he got a small taste you know for lack of a better term i guess oh man Yikes. he got a s small taste of it and then he's like completely thrown out of the loop you know what i know a couple guys like that for sure like i'm sure you do too but like what are you trying to say there's more fish in the sea, is what I'm trying to say here. No, there's you know, not. Like, Once you have a fish on the line, you must reel it in. <laughs> sure, but if that fish gets away, like, it got away. Like, you no, know, you, like, it's That becomes your white whale. Ever hear of Ahab? Yeah, but I feel like that's not a healthy way to live, you know? <laughs> there's a reason Ahab sounds like rehab. That's true. That's true. But Sir Kristen Cole essentially becomes, like, king of the, uh, of the incels. I will say though, like the, the his the ending of that episode five, I really was on the edge of my seat. I thought he was going to kill himself. I thought so too, but then I remembered the books. So. <laughs> so. Well, that's a bummer for you for reading ahead. 
Well, can I just point out one thing? Like, it's not a good idea to attend a wedding in, in Westeros if your name is Joffrey. Like, I think at a like that's wait just, that guy's be... name was Joffrey. Is that why they named the kid that? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I hate watching a show one episode uh, per week. I need these things back to back. Yeah, I, it, it's it's a hard... Well, you know what the thing is, too, though? Like, I feel like for the story that's being played out here and the time jumps and all that, it probably would have been a little bit easier if we get these in bigger chunks than just a single episode a week. Well, yeah, I mean, talk about time jumps. Episode six is ten years later. <laughs> yeah. Which we knew, we knew would come, but it that's a drastic jump. It is. But, you know, they're trying to tell the Dance of the Dragons, which is such an awkward, like, timed story, too. Because the real meat of the th- of the thing takes place decades after the start of it. But, which No, the problem is they're trying to do it in one season. It, it doesn't feel that way to you? Because I feel that, like, that feels... It feels like that to me, too. But the full Dance of the Dragons has to be a multi-season story. But yet... I feel like we're just rushing through the setup. Like, it feels like the water is boiling right now, right? Like, and we're getting to the point where, you know, stuff's going to hit the fan by the end of this season. Yeah, but it. I feel like they could have done one season of everything before that 10-year jump and then have season two be, the, be like, I don't know, a five, six-year jump. I, I have to think that the reason why they took this approach is because they just... Um, they were fearful that they weren't going to get enough time to tell their story. So they were just trying to rush things to get to like a nice finality. I don't get that. I I don't, the thing I don't understand, and this might sound stupid and I'm willing to put myself out there, but how do they know if their show is a success or not based on memberships? Like people are already a member of HBO. I get it's like how many people actually streamed that show is that just how you attribute the dollars to it yes but also no um the way that streaming services are 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 viewing it this is the same way that we've done with traditional tv is basically how many eyes are watching right however this show in particular is a little bit weird because not only is it airing on hbo like hbo proper but it's also coming out on hbo max so i guess they're like accumulating both views and just kind of seeing how many how many views they're getting but this show is huge right so like i don't know i guess the point i would make is like people are going to be watching this regardless why not just be like hey we're the ones giving you content we're going to do it at our pace (laughs) and make it good i think the fear is that the the backlash that the last season of game of thrones got they thought this might not be as well received or like people weren't going to give it a shot but Look at the the weekly numbers. I think I read somewhere that it was about 23 million viewers an episode on average. Which to give you like an example, and I'm like picking out of um, a list I've got here. But like, for example, at its peak, a show like The Big Bang Theory uh, was pulling in about four to six million viewers a week. Wow. Now match that to 23 million viewers. Like that's substantially higher. Yeah. And to your point... I think, uh, what's your question, 
how are they looking at this? Like, how is it a success and how isn't it? If it's a traditional streaming show, they're rating it based on views, but also how many new subscriptions are made the week that that episode premieres. Because you assume that they're going there who for that show. Who is still subscribing to HBO? Like, who is brand new? Well, that's the problem, right? <laughs> because, like, I, Everyone I don't... already has it. Well, that's, that's the issue that all of these streaming networks are facing right now, right? Which is, like, there's only a, a finite number of households in America, right? Or, like, anywhere. Like, and, and once you get a good portion of that population subscribed to your service, that's it, right? There's no more money to make. Yeah, so how should you... really be, like, how many people have we lost this week? Right. To kind of measure it out and see what uh, what kind of losses are, are not you're getting but like up up until this point though like a lot of these uh networks are not releasing their numbers to something like nielsen they're kind of reporting on their own so like hbo every monday comes out and says oh we had x number of viewers do we know if that's just hbo max or a combination between hbo proper and hbo max we don't know right uh, only, only they know so like it's kind of i feel like these kinds of shows need a network that has like ads and other stuff running on it so that they can actually make money and keep producing this content. Right. Because if they don't, then at some point you're going to run into a wall. That's what I don't get with HBO. This is a totally different conversation than Hot D. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this because we're talking about like the pacing and all this, right? Like from, from what I've heard, there's so first off, there's a lot of stuff going on with Warner Brothers and HBO, right? Because like the guy that purchased them through Discovery is stripping the company for parts. Apparently he's called for the renewal of, of this show for another two seasons, but which is great. But also I think it's just trying to be run for profit, like as much profit as it can get. And so it, it's one of those things where like, unless the show can prove that it's making big bucks, it's just not going to get renewed as frequently as we'd like. Take the approach of somebody like Amazon who's renewed rings of power two times over already before a single episode premiered like i feel like that's taking a big risk right but like they have confidence that what they're delivering is going to be high quality well their like, risk is like pennies to them i guess yeah that's true and, and i'll you know when you put things into perspective that way but i feel like somebody should have taken a look at this show and said you know what this is actually going to make you know, <laughs> a really big splash. So why don't we just go ahead and take know, our time with it and make it, yeah, you know, compelling to rewatch. That was what uh, what they were saying with the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones too, because I think the HBO got to the point where they were telling the creators, "Hey, how many seasons do you guys need to to finish telling the story? We can give you up to six. And the creators took it upon themselves to say, "No, we'll just squeeze it all into one more season." even though everybody was telling them to spread it out a little bit more. Right. We're, I think that kind of good faith went away when leadership changed. And so now that we got to House of the Dragons, it's now like, oh, well, we're back to square one. You have to prove uh, that the show will be as popular as it, you know, as it's as its forefather, I guess. And the only problem I have with these jumps is like, I guess I'm fine with speeding along if because we are trying to cover like 120 years or something like that, right? I spend so much time just trying to pick up on the clues of the what happened and tr figure out these names because they are following that thing that you always talk about, like the show don't tell. So they're just like having characters appear on screen. But then you're like, wait, what was his name? Uh, what was his relationship to that person? Like it 
it can get really tricky when you're focusing on that as opposed to like just hearing the conversation and seeing how people interact with each other. Yeah, because it's jarring, right? Like the last time we saw Aegon, he was like a toddler, and then now he's like a full, uh, full. Oh, he's not a full grown. Yeah, that, that. But he's also like a what, sixteen, fourteen, something like that. That's Aegon and Aemond, right? Right. From Game of Thrones. Wait, what do you mean? That is the Mad King and no. Aemond. I feel like mathematically it has to be right. This no. is 120 years before Daenerys. So isn't that her grandpa? Nope. Oh, no. Aegon was her father. No. So, see, this is <laughs> this is where the naming conventions are so stop, confusing. Stop using the same names. I feel like we t- discussed this the last time we discussed Hot Day. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think Viserys was the name of the Mad King. I'm going to... Uh, you might I'm be gonna, right. It's Eris. Eris is the the name of the Mad King, but he comes at least three generations after this point. Then why is Aemon talking about Aegon on his deathbed? Because there's a lot of Aegons. The Aegon that 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 he was talking about was Aegon the Fourth. By the way, just full warning: there's a lot of Aegons coming still. It's not just this Aegon. I'm over it. Let's crack these eggs. This is Aegon the second. Daenerys it's Daenerys. Rhaenyra at some point has an Aegon the third. And then there's an Aegon the fourth. I don't think Aegon the fourth is gonna be covered on the show. Unless Seven really... Hells. Right? <laughs> I can't keep up with it, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Point so is there's a lot of Aegons. That's a lot of uh then I'll say this. The the life expectancy is terrible there. If we have to go through that many generations yeah. in 100 years, that's like three more generations. Well, I think we're looking at it from our, like, the way that we measure out uh, generations now versus before where that was, like, people died in their 30s okay, all the time. Okay, don't say before. This didn't actually happen, okay? <laughs> there, this This world also makes no sense. I'm going to be a hater for a second. The, they have the mystical arts of dragon riding, but their modern medicine plan is, oh, get the leeches. <laughs> this Viserys has had leech treatments for a decade, and he looks like Gollum. They comfort him, though, so says the Maesters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how he's still alive. He was like coughing up lungs in episode five, and then a decade goes by. He's still coughing. He's got no hair, but he's still kicking. I'm more surprised that this guy is still alive every time we make a time jump. But like he's still there. <laughs> right? Like he should have been dead by now. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'll say one thing that bothers me about these time jumps is the fact that. Sir Kristen Cole did not age at all right? in 10 years. Like, But you're telling me that Allison turned into a full-grown woman and that this guy is still the same Chad he was 10 years ago? Like, what? Yeah, we had to recast Allison and Rhaenyra, but <laughs> Kristen Cole looks the exactly the same. Yeah, as a dude that's lived more than 10 years <laughs> on, this, on this planet, um, we age pretty, like, significantly in 10 years. And we're living a cushy life. This guy is wearing that armor every day. For real. Training little princes. 
also bullying them apparently <laughs> what what a douche though that whole yeah. sequence my god like i i see here's the thing I, we're getting into episode six but whatever we're in it let's do it um that whole sequence to me um again i like the show and I'm, I think I'm, I'm, it's, I'm glad that I'm like frustrated with the king at this point, right? Because I'm like, how do you let this dude push around your grandkids and your sons, I guess, like this, and you don't say anything? Yeah, like, it is interesting he didn't step up. I get the idea of like wanting them to be tested together so that they, you know, form this bond. But I feel like you got to notice that all the kids are like, either way too shy or just spoiled rotten yeah his kids especially like his, yeah, his, his are awful and then Rhaenyra's are just like way too quiet and like reserved and also evidently not her husband's kids you know like well i mean yeah they don't even they look like the guy who came in to protect them <laughs> yeah they, they they don't look an ounce of black hey. yeah was was the nose comment like i think he has your father's nose was that uh was that racist? <laughs> <laughs> the connotations are there. But then uh, I, I think I think um I think it, it is kind of funny though that like uh, like look at Damon's daughters, right? Like he got married to to a Velaryon also. And then you know they're they're like obviously without question his his and her offspring, right? Right. Whereas I'm like, how does Rhaenyra think she's getting away with this at all? Like and I don't, you know, I'm not placing the full blame on her because from the dialogue on the show, it, it seems like, you know, the guy doesn't want to try it either. It's just like both of them are not being very smart about this whole mess, right? Like, well, that's what was interesting about their pact is like they made it sound like we'll do the duties that we have to and then we can have fun or like we'll explore what we want on the side. But it seems like a risky thing to not get impregnated first and then explore on the side i know i know he's into beef more than he's into sushi but like at least once try the sushi you know like <laughs> like just just like try it like it's not gonna kill you you know then you can move on to like have whatever cut of the meat you want but jeez <laughs> wow uh, i can't top that <laughs> no but like it's it, it it does um it does highlight because like in, in in the books there's this whole thing of like obviously everybody's yeah everybody's full-on white in, in in the books so there's no like people like i can kind of see why people maybe like weren't very uh convinced that they weren't uh you know uh Lenor's kids but here in the show it's very evident, right? Like, it's strikingly that they don't have any of the white hair that Targaryen has, nor do they have any of the complexions that their father does. So and I think that was a very neat way to also present this on this show, because it's it's almost like you'd have to be super blind to not, you know, see it. Right. And I I do like that the, the king is, I don't know, I don't know if I like it, but it's he's just so blind to it. Or he's like choosing not to see it, I think is actually the thing. Because he just doesn't want to believe it and he doesn't want to have to like question himself that he's chosen Rhaenyra to succeed. It's also kind of sad because I feel like he is the Ned Stark of this season. But because of the same thing, right? Like Ned was blinded by his coat of honor. And here comes this guy too, who's 
I guess kind of blinded by the same thing. But or... Ned would throw it all away once he find like finds out the truth. Like Viserys knows the truth, but he's choosing like I know Rhaenyra is our best shot at the long night, like pursuing our line down that path. Well, Ned kind of bent his code also for the Jon Snow's sake, you know, like he's not alien to that concept either. But I, I don't know. I feel like th- this king is definitely like one of the like he's a weak king, essentially. Like he, he doesn't have the respect of his court all the way. He can't seem to ring his daughter in line. And I think the other thing, too, is like if he saw the treachery that Otto, his last hand, was doing, then why would you keep your queen? Consistency. You can't shake up too much. I don't know. I mean, like he could have gotten rid of her in one way or the other, right? Like it wouldn't have been the worst thing to do. I don't know. She gave him sons that he's always wanted. Still, he could get somebody else to give him sons. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. Knowing what I know in the books, I would have gotten rid of her quicker. But you know, it is what it is. It just it just further highlights how inefficient he has been as a king. Uh, you know what? Changing gears a bit. You know what? Like the one thing is that I really am in, am enjoying is the usage of dragons and explaining the lore a little bit more there. So like everyone is born and then in this family and then given an egg as like a birthday gift or a birth gift. And it's up to the kid to like kind of take care of it. And if it hatches, then they get to tame a dragon. But if they doesn't hatch, then they're like. I don't know, kind of like out on the outskirts of the family, like the joke, right? Essentially, yeah. I think the the other they they make reference that they can tame dragons still, even if they're not able to hatch their own. But like, it, right. it does make you the oddball out if you don't uh, if you don't get to tame one. Right, exactly. Which I I like because the only other time we get to experience anything with dragons is daenerys who hatches three at one time which is like insane i guess it also is a good demonstration too of like why the uh the dragons no longer exist by the time of game of thrones right because like you see this dragon that i assume was hatched with jaceris or rhaenyra's kid um and it's it, it would be i guess 10 years old as 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 uh as old as the kid is but it's such a short dragon right and you compare it to like drogon and you know, Daenerys' other dragons who grew pretty quickly. Yeah. Clearly, they do much better outside of the crypts and outside of this uh, captivity, right? Like, that's the yeah, reason we're, why. We're starting to see the effects of the dragon pits, which they talked about on Game of Thrones. But, like, uh, it's cool to see, like, them starting to become smaller and smaller and less effective. Did you notice a hint of, like, um, Dragon Sight or whatever they called it in the original series with... Uh... With Allison's daughter. No. So she's so she's mumbling things to to herself as she's like looking at her little like uh, pet insects or whatever she has in her hands. Um, in the scene where she, uh, right. Allison talks to Amon about it. Yeah. And she, um, her mother tells him like, oh, like he you will be able to tame a dragon one day. And then it quickly cuts to her and says he'll, he'll have to shut one eye. A clear allusion to like the, the book, the story in the book, but like, I, I never got, um, she was saying other stuff during that, that kind of makes me question 
if like I missed something with that dialogue, like was she saying other yeah, things wow. that going to come to fruition? I didn't I didn't um absorb it in that lens, so I I should probably go back and rewatch that. Yeah, there, there there's an element of the story that will happen down the line that that's a, you know what she was saying about her brother, I guess, like stands true. I, f- I feel like that that was an interesting kind of twist there. The other thing I want to call out too, do you get the sense that like out of the two of them, I feel like Rhaenyra actually loves her kids, whereas Alicent kind of sees her kids as pawns in this whole Game of Thrones. You know, like that's that's the way she's viewing her her kids, almost the same way that her father viewed her. It would make sense, like being raised that way, that that's how you view living in this world. Um, cause yeah, like the lessons that are like the last line that her dad says to her before he's like exiled or sent back clearly is stuck with her with, you know, you're going to have to make a choice. You're like, the King is going to die. You're going to have to either assume the throne or, you know, plead for mercy. So I, I, it looks like she's trying to figure out what, what are the inroads to, get the power instead of, you know, betting that they they won't be murdered. Which is kind of, like, it's ironic to see, because, right, because, and this is the kind of thing that you, you had brought up when we were watching Mandalorian Season 2, which is, like, oh, I, I wish we would intercut between characters to kind of show the elements of the same story from two different sides, right? Mm-hmm. And we see that so perfectly here, because, like, you can see from us viewing Rhaenyra and Alicent's stories that these are two women that are being pitted against each other, like almost forcefully by by forces beyond their own, you know, control. Yeah. Um, and it's sad because like if like if Allison would understand Rhaenyra the way the audience does, right? Like I don't think Rhaenyra would ever put her sons to, you know, to the blade per se, or or Allison herself. But yet, yeah, that paranoia is pushing her to that. You know, like eventually they're both going to clash. And yeah, but now this Rhaenyra might have might actually do that. That's like the crazy thing is like we do get to see kind of both sides, and I argue that she might do that because it's I like every one of these parents is like it's my kids or your kids, and I choose mine. Um, but it is interesting, like if just left alone, these two would have just been best friends for life, but they kind of were forced to become these enemies. Yeah. Best friends or lovers? I, I I swear I still feel like there little was a little a, B, right? Like I feel like th- there was something going. There was some chemistry there that I. Feel you never like... laid your head on your friend's lap while they read to you. Well, yeah, but we had socks on, so it was a completely different <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I get. I got you. I got you. Uh, any other thoughts on these episodes before we? I these. This is a real brief, just cashing up. Uh, on the on the series so far, but we can also leave with like general thoughts. I wanted to talk about Damon just a little bit because I feel yeah. like, um, especially the way that you know, obviously this last episode, there's a parallel between episode one and this, where now it's Damon in the position of being a father and a husband, and you know his wife is basically about to get a C-section, which we find Damon in this episode, this last episode, in episode six, in a much happier spot marriage-wise than he was before right he seems like a guy that's kind of chilled down at least a little bit and he's not so aggressive it's just like i i just want respect in this world and i just want to have like a place 
Yeah, and it seems like he both respects and loves his wife, right? Yeah. So it was so heartbreaking to see that scene at the end where she essentially chooses, you know, she hears that she's going to get, you know, he's, you know, they're putting a C-section into Damon's um, purview, I guess, and like having him choose whether he wants to do it or mm-hmm. not. Um, and I think the argument's out there that maybe he wouldn't want to do it or maybe he will, right? Because it, it, we never got the answer from him. But from the look on his face at the end when Lena, right, decides to go out and, and have uh, Vagar uh, burn her alive, essentially, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he wouldn't have gone through with it, A. But also, this is like a daemon that like actually found happiness and is now, again once again, like it's ripped away from him. Yeah, I don't know if he was going to go through with it, but just the fact that a scene before she said she wants to go out like a dragon rider's death and even that like him just considering it in the moment like, okay, well, I might have to kill my wife to attempt to save the baby. She was like, no, I'm not about that. I just told you how I want to die in the future. Like, (laughs) you can't just have me like murdered in in childbirth. Yeah. Well, the messed up part about it is, like, regardless, she was doomed anyway, right? Like, if she, if they wouldn't have done the C-section, she would have died from complications in childbirth. If they would have, she would have died from childbirth, regardless, right? Like, only well, the I don't get it. Like, why not just give it more time? That kid will eventually come out, right? Well, I think, medically speaking, <laughs> at some point it must come out. No, I, I think it, <laughs> I think it causes ruptures and, like, it, it just, it's not... Um, at, at some point, the mother essentially dies anyway. Uh, mm. At least from my understanding of it. Uh, well, but if it's up, it's stuck. It's <laughs> the great words of Cardi B. In the, in the, in the mortal worlds of Cardi B. <laughs> but yeah, that that scene, um, I thought that was like a really touching um, scene, especially like the animation that they use for the dragon, where it definitely hesitated to to burn her um that that was incredible and like you said a a great use of dragons um this series i hope continues to deliver um that for us and i I think they have a good balance of dragons and and like just plot development yeah Uh, because if you just do like a dragon fight every episode it would feel like that last season of thrones where they're just doing like these mega fights yeah true I just want um, Sir Kristen Cole to to get eaten by a dragon at some point. Like I'm just mm. done with that character. He's he needs to go. Yeah, I'm over him. I'm, I agree. I, I'm starting an anti Sir Kristen Cole Instagram account. Um, oh. So if anybody wants to uh, follow that page, it's uh, uh, Kristen Cole. Uh, Sir Kristen Cole underscore is trash um, on, on Instagram. Just look look me look, look me up. <laughs> You might get one person. He's got to go. Okay, he's got to go. It's done. <laughs> he can't stay on the show. I guess we kind of talked about it, but just like last general thoughts on the uh, the show as a whole, or where you think this is going. I mean, you know where this is going, so I know exactly where it's going. No, um, <laughs> I kind of do, but like they've changed a couple things from the story, so I, I I feel confident that we're we're still going to get some good surprises. Um, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I think they're keeping, like, the overall structure of, like, we know point A and point C, but how we get there, like, we can pick a different point B than the books. 
Yeah, and I I gotta say, like, I feel like the dialogue of this show is, like, neck and neck with some of the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones, and I hope that continues, mm-hmm. right? Like, I hope we get the proper space and pacing to tell the story the right way. Um, And I, I've shared this before, but, like, I think the older show, I can go back to, like, the conversations between Ned and Robert, and those are some of my favorite scenes, right, just because of the dialogue. Yeah. Or anything with Littlefinger and Varys. Oh, and yeah. I feel like this show's level of writing is right up there with this. And 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 I hope that that continues because it's an element that I feel like was lost in the later seasons of Thrones. Um, again, not for anything other than like I feel like things were just a little too rushed for my taste. But um, I, I do, to your point earlier, like I, I hope this is, um, you know, these time jumps and all that at least kind of steady themselves for a bit because I, I want to yeah. just kind of marinate, I guess, in that in in those characters for a little bit before we you know continue on yeah and i think that's why i'm probably not as anti Kristen cole uh just because like you need as many branches of plot options as you can have so that you can have these jumps back and forth because that's what made like early thrones really intriguing because it was like you know ned had his plot with um robert but then he also has his plot with like his kids. He had his plot with Cersei. His plot with Jamie. Like you need one person to be like have multiple branches come off. So he's one of Allison's uh, branches, where he doesn't have to be a major contributor. Yes, he can be someone we don't like, but I think you need to keep some of these around. So it's interesting that Lena doesn't make it much further, but that frees up Damon to have like, can he build other branches? Right. And again, for anybody who doesn't like Sir Kristen Cole, I'm starting a petition to on change.org to change recast Sir Kristen Cole with Kristen Stewart. But like Kristen Stewart in like the age when she played Snow White, Kristen Stewart, like that's the type of mm. Kristen Cole I want moving forward. Okay. I'll put I'll sign that. I'll send it right away. I'll, I'll send right. it right to your inbox. Top 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 of your email list right there. All right. Well, uh we're gonna get out of here. We're going to continue watching Hot D. Uh, if you're looking for our Rings of Power thoughts, uh, you know, we were we were on that hiatus. We're back now, sort of. Uh, so I think we're just going to do like a wrap up of that show or maybe like a midway through type of thing. Uh, but broad strokes, I think we're both liking it so far, right? Yeah, I've, it, it's picked up definitely from the last time we talked about it. I know I said I was a little bit um, disappointed by the beginning, but yeah. I think sometime around episode three, we the show started picking up for me. So I've definitely been um, I, I, I'm, I'm behind by one episode, but it's I've been enjoying it a lot more ever since. Yeah. So we'll we'll do we're not ignoring that show. We'll come back to it eventually. Uh, we just wanted to get caught up on Hot D, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep these coming out. So without further ado, thanks for listening. <laughs>